Good morning and welcome to Current Radio. It's Tuesday, January 9th. Today, we'll be discussing Microsoft putting Azure quantum elements to work and the EU's investigation into whether Microsoft's OpenAI investment falls under merger rules. Plus, we'll delve into Amazon's Alexa's new generative AI-powered experiences and provide some tips for those wanting to build a startup off OpenAI. This coverage and more, up next. Welcome to Current Radio's Technology Station. Please enjoy today's selection of technology news. Microsoft has announced a collaboration with the U.S. Department of Energy's Pacific Northwest National Laboratory, PNNL, to use its Azure Quantum Elements service to narrow down millions of potential new battery materials to just a few, with one now in the prototype stage. Celeste, can you shed some light on this? Sure, James. Azure Quantum Elements, launched last summer, combines AI and traditional high-performance computing techniques into a workbench for scientific computing. It promises to provide access to Microsoft's quantum supercomputer in the future. However, it's important to note that no quantum computer was used in this current project. The idea here is to bring all these technologies together over time. So, what was the process that the researchers followed using Azure Quantum Elements? The researchers at PNNL used Azure Quantum Elements to analyze 32 million inorganic materials for their battery project. They first used the AI models of Azure Quantum Elements to reduce the pool to about 500,000 candidates. Then, they used existing high-performance computing techniques to identify 18 promising candidates to focus on. Typically, this process and building a prototype battery would take years, but with Azure Quantum Elements, they were able to do it in 18 months. That's quite impressive. How does this tie in with the future of quantum computing? Many in the quantum computing field believe that these machines will excel at solving chemistry and material science problems. While the quantum computing community continues to advance, we're still a few years away from seeing a quantum computer that is actually useful. We're currently still in the noisy intermediate scale quantum NISQ era. However, Krista Svor, who leads Microsoft Quantum, remains optimistic that Microsoft will be able to deliver on its plan to build a quantum supercomputer that uses its Majorana-based qubits within the next decade. It's certainly an exciting prospect, even if we're still some way off. Thanks for your insights, Celeste. In other news, the European Union is investigating whether Microsoft's investment in OpenAI falls under the bloc's merger regulations. This comes after a tumultuous period at OpenAI in late November when the board voted to oust founder and CEO Sam Altman only for him to return shortly after with Microsoft's intervention. Celeste, can you shed some light on this? Yes, James. Microsoft, a major investor in OpenAI, stepped in during the leadership upheaval at OpenAI, hiring Altman and extending offers to other OpenAI staffers. This move resulted in Altman's return to lead OpenAI and a new board being appointed, with Microsoft gaining representation on the board for the first time. This, along with Microsoft's ongoing stake in OpenAI, has caught the attention of competition regulators. So what's the concern here exactly? The concern lies in the potential for anti-competitive behavior. Microsoft owns 49% of the for-profit OpenAI entity, which is controlled by a nonprofit to which the board belongs. The EU is investigating whether this arrangement could be considered a merger under its regulations. If so, the EU could examine whether the transaction negatively impacts competition and impose remedies to address any problems identified. What's the broader context here? How does this fit into the EU's approach to digital competition? The EU recently rebooted its approach to digital competition with the Digital Markets Act, DMA, which targets so-called internet gatekeepers. 
However, the DMA's regulations are based on past experiences with big tech competition cases, which could make it less effective in addressing current and future issues. Microsoft, for example, is designated a gatekeeper under the DMA for its Windows OS, not for its cloud infrastructure. Yet it's the latter that Microsoft is leveraging to gain a competitive edge in the generative AI market via its partnership with OpenAI. So what happens next? What are the potential outcomes of this investigation? The EU will continue to gather information and develop an understanding of these markets. If the Commission finds that the transaction involves a change of control on a lasting basis, it could potentially order the tie-up to be undone, similar to what happened with the UK's CMA and Facebook Giphy back in 2021. However, it's also possible that the EU may not deem it has powers under merger laws to scrutinize the commercial relationship between Microsoft and OpenAI. This is certainly a complex issue with far-reaching implications. We'll be keeping a close eye on how this unfolds. Thanks for your insights, Celeste. Now let's turn to the major theme at CES this year, generative AI, with tech giants like Amazon leading the charge. Amazon has announced that three developers are delivering new generative AI-powered Alexa experiences. Celeste, can you break down these new experiences for us? Absolutely, James. The three developers are Character.ai, Splash, and Volley. Character.ai has developed an experience that allows Alexa users to have real-time conversations with different personas. These can range from fictional characters to pretend versions of celebrities and historical figures. Users can even engage in role-play adventure games. That sounds like a fascinating use of AI. What about the other two developers, Splash and Volley? Splash has launched a free Alexa skill where users can create songs using their voice. Users simply say, Alexa, open Splash, pick a musical genre, add lyrics, and either rap or sing along. They can even download their custom songs. Volley, on the other hand, has introduced a generative AI-powered 20 questions game. The game uses AI to interact with users, providing hints and explaining yes or no questions if the player gets stuck. These sound like fun and innovative ways to use AI. Has Amazon made any other AI-related enhancements to Alexa recently? Yes, they have. Amazon has given Alexa a more opinionated personality and the ability to adjust its tone and response to express human emotions like excitement or surprise. They've also released a kids-focused feature on Echo devices called Explore with Alexa, where Amazon Kids Plus subscribers can have kid-friendly conversations, learn fun facts, and answer trivia questions. It's clear that Amazon is making significant strides in the field of AI, and it's exciting to see how these developments will continue to shape our interactions with technology. In a similar vein, OpenAI's technology stack has led to a surge of startups building on top of its models and offerings. However, as our TechCrunch++ columnists point out, startups must add value beyond simply integrating with OpenAI's ChatGPT. Celeste, can you elaborate on this? Absolutely, James. The AI hype train is indeed in full swing, and startups are feeling the pressure. It's becoming increasingly challenging for startups to secure investment without some AI element in their product. So far, integrating with ChatGPT has been a relatively easy, affordable, and fast way to meet this demand. However, it's becoming clear that this alone won't be enough. Startups need to add unique value to stand out. So what should startups do to add this unique value? Well, Chris Ackerson, VP of Product at AlphaSense, suggests that the first step is to commit to building the best dataset in the world for the task at hand. This means not just relying on OpenAI's tech, but also investing in their own data collection and analysis. Furthermore, startups should focus on developing a solid, standalone product rather than just being a wrapper for OpenAI's technology. That's a great point. And it seems like OpenAI's recent management crisis could also be an opportunity for startups to rise. 
Can you tell us more about that? Yes, the recent turmoil at OpenAI, including the ouster of co-founder Sam Altman from his role as CEO, is likely to spur a wave of employee departures. This could result in the creation of a fresh crop of startups similar to what happened with the Traitorous Eight and the PayPal Mafia. Furthermore, it serves as a reminder of the dangers of vendor lock-in for startups. Relying too heavily on one vendor's technology can leave a startup vulnerable if that vendor experiences instability. That's a valuable lesson for startups. It's clear that while OpenAI's technology can provide a solid foundation, startups need to build their own unique value on top of it. Thanks for your insights, Celeste. Now, as we wrap up our stories for today, we appreciate you listening to Current Radio and look forward to having you back here tomorrow.